Greetings, and welcome to the Continental Drift. I'm Andy Valver. Well, if we had any doubts as to whether the Ukrainians sank the Moskva, the flagship of the Russian Black Sea Fleet, that has now been dispelled by the intensive missile attacks on Ukrainian cities that followed. The Russians claim, of course, that there was a fire on board and that it got out of control and the ammunition detonated. But the level of attacks on Ukrainian cities increased a lot. And that, to me, looks like revenge. And that tells me the Ukrainians did it. Meanwhile, in Russia, if you want an example of what speaking your mind is like these days, Nina Belyave, a Russian counselor from the Semilusky District Council, which is about 500 kilometers south of Moscow, said, and I quote, that she believed that what Russia was doing in Ukraine was a war crime. She was immediately reported and literally had to flee the country. And she's a politician. For journalists, it's a lot worse. Of course, the big event in France this week was the Emmanuel Macron-Marine Le Pen debate, the face-off between the two candidates running for president. They went at each other for nearly three hours. On the one hand, it's a really important election. I have friends from the U.S. who are watching the election. They know how crucial it is. But here in France, the number of people watching the debate, not so many. They just weren't interested. The ratings were really, really low. They missed a good line, though. Everyone here knows that Marine Le Pen is fond of Putin and strongmen in general. In fact, Le Pen's party borrowed money from a Russian bank for campaign purposes, a sum they are still paying back. And there are lots of photos of Le Pen with Putin. So she tried to nail Macron for hosting Putin, to which he retorted, I hosted a head of state, not my banker. Pow. At the end of the debate, snap poll showed that Macron cemented his status as a knowledgeable leader, and he handled things pretty well. He handled himself very well in the debate. And it was judged that he basically won the debate. And now his lead over Le Pen has increased to 10 points. But it really shouldn't be this close. Right now it's 55-45 advantage Macron for Sunday's election. But really, 45% of people in France think that Le Pen should be president? Oh, well, happened in the U.S. We'll keep our fingers crossed. And this was an interesting little item. Paris prosecutors are studying a report by the European Union's fraud agency, which is accusing French far-right presidential candidate Marine Le Pen and other members of her nationalist party of misusing public funds while serving in the European Parliament. I'm throwing that in because it came out this week. And the timing of the release is, hmm, convenient. We'll see how that plays out. Now, if you think your commute is bad, think again. Right now, there is a traffic jam of Russian and Belarusian trucks that is 80 kilometers long. That's about 50 miles, and it's on the Polish border, and they're all waiting to get out of the EU. That's because 
the EU put sanctions on Russian and Belarusian truckers banning them from working in the EU because of Russian and Belarusian actions in Ukraine. That sounds good, right? I mean, why not? Russians are behaving badly in Ukraine. So let's ban them. Well, this is great in theory, but because most of the trucking in the EU is done by Ukrainian, Russian, Lithuanian, and Belarusian truck drivers, now there is a shortage of truck drivers. The Ukrainians went home to fight, the Russians aren't allowed to work here, and that means shortages in stores across the EU. But hey, I can live with shortages. I don't have to live with missiles dropping in on my neighborhood. This next item was sort of widely reported here in Europe. There was a spate of rioting in Sweden last week. Three people were injured as police fired warning shots at rioters in the eastern city of Norrköping. There were also riots in the suburb of the capital, Stockholm, and the southern city of Malmö. The unrest had started after a far-right politician threatened to burn a copy of the Quran. I'm not even going to mention his name because he doesn't need the extra publicity. But this is just the kind of narrow-minded right-wing nonsense that incites and inflames our neighbors. There was no reason to do it other than to rile people up and create a disturbance. Of course, the right-wing politician claims he did it to prove that the police were ineffective. Now, if you ask me, they should take him out behind the police station and show him how effective they really can be in reining in right-wing bigots and racists. My favorite item of the week is about a new stamp put out by the Ukrainian Postal Service. If you remember, at the beginning of the Russian onslaught, there was a detachment of Ukrainian soldiers on an island who were ordered to surrender by a Russian naval warship. The response from the soldiers there was, Russian warship, go F yourself. At the time, it was a really great patriotic shot in the arm and a morale booster for the badly outgunned Ukrainians. Well, now the Ukrainian government has issued a stamp showing a Ukrainian soldier on the island flipping off the Russian ship, which looks strikingly like the Moskva. And yes, the stamps have been selling like hotcakes. And just as I was going to record this, the Ukrainian Postal Service has been hit by a cyber attack. Apparently, they hit a nerve. And finally, as if fighting the Ukrainians wasn't enough of a headache, now Russia is fighting on two fronts, Ukraine and deadly forest fires. Fourteen regions of Russia have declared special fire regimes, with the most severe fire seen in Siberia and the Far East. Russian officials have linked the increasingly severe fires to climate change. But if you ask me, it's just Mother Nature's way of sanctioning Russia. That's it for now. Thanks for giving me some of your precious time. Have a great weekend. I'm Andy Valver, and this is The Continental Drift.